From the Hagley Center for the History of Business, Technology, and Society, this is Stories from the Stacks. Hi, I'm David Reinecke. I'm a PhD student at Princeton University in Sociology. One of the things I'm trying to focus on here at Hagley is about how federal government agencies try to sponsor and underwrite innovation here in the United States. The thing I'm looking here at Hagley is the records of this guy, Robert B. Watson, who was the coordinator within the Pennsylvania Railroad for the Northeast Corridor Demonstration Project. This was a federally funded attempt to build a high-speed rail line between Washington and New York City. The most interesting thing that I found looking through these papers is his daily reports back to the chief mechanical officer of the Pennsylvania Railroads. This is literally every morning he would wake up and write, here's the status of the project, here's where the cars are, here's how long it took for them to get from one point to another. So he was the kind of the overseer, the guy who's trying to coordinate between all the different parties and subcontractors and liaison between uh, the Pennsylvania Railroad and the government as well. Uh, so. A very thankless job, a very difficult job, but one in which he was strategically located, and I'm here thinking as an historian, uh, to kind of overview all the different constitutive parts, right? So it's, it's actually, it's a great person to kind of see and trace through history because you get to see how all these things kind of came together or don't. And by all accounts of everything that I'm finding in the archives, it was a complete disaster. Lots of money being spent, not a lot of trains to show for it, constant problems all the time, infighting between different subcontractors, and very strong political pressures to demonstrate that something like this, really a kind of moonshot in terms of uh, transportation could work. So, <laughs> a, a big disaster. And I think that's putting it mildly, it's these, these cars are breaking down all the time. They were put into service well before they were ever tested or, or approved to be uh, effective. Everything from toilets don't work, to the doors won't close, to the pantograph, which is the mechanism that connects the electrical wires to the train itself, is not actually touching the wires. Uh, the traction systems don't work, the ride's too rough, the, the railroad curves and crossings haven't been approved for high speed, so it's kicking up the ballast into the undercarriage and then setting the train on fire. Just, it's, it's, it's terrifying, and you know, you, I'm reading through this, they have three or four years of these daily reports, and you expect over time there would be some kind of learning curve or it would get better, but it's no, it just, it just gets worse and worse and worse because the trains get older. They're not being serviced correctly because they don't really know how to service them. Uh, there's all kinds of disputes about how to service these things and who should take responsibility for these trains breaking down. And, and a lot of infighting, this is what comes out also in these daily letters, just terrible knockdown dragout fights between the Pennsylvania Railroad and the principal contractor of the, uh, of the trains, the Bud Company. This guy, Robert B. Watson, details one of the, the vice presidents of the Bud Company just like throwing an ashtray at his head, right? <laughs> like it, it gets into like, like shouting matches about who should take responsibility and then, you know, defaulting like, well, we'll just have to get the lawyers involved to figure out who should, who should fix this train and like what, what is our responsibility, what's yours? And you can tell it was an incredibly stressful period for this guy, Robert B. Watson. Hagley is just like the model of professionalism. It's, it's excellent. The knowledge base here is, is tremendous. Amongst railroad aficionados, I feel like Hagley is the kind of the central locus for all this kind of stuff. And I found here at Hagley, more so than almost anywhere I've ever been, people willing to kind of be very patient, just full of amazing suggestions. Like, okay, you've looked at this, what about this? Let me take you through these, these collections and see what we can find for you. To learn more about the Hagley Museum and Library and to listen to more stories from the stacks, please visit us online at hagley.org. That's H-A-G-L-E-Y dot O-R-G.